0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo sports podcast. My name is Josh, a.k.a. J.K. Fire. This week, I'm joined by the man with no hat, because he forgot it, unfortunately, but in the plan, Will, a.k.a. Mr. Mayhem. How are you doing
1: on this Monday evening? Ooh. I'm doing all right. Is it a spooky one day? Did <laughs> I, I, I mean, miss something? I don't
0: even know why I fucking did that, but Ooh. you know, yeah, <laughs> it's not even October yet. Here I am, yeah, yeah. As yeah. somebody who is not the biggest fan of Halloween, and I do that. Fuck. Yeah. You, know, you know what I forgot to say? What's that? This episode 249 for the week of August 21st, 2022. The title of this week's episode is "The Gentleman's Agreement." And Uncle Pumpy with the three month resub, you sir, get a whoa! And thank you so much for that sub. And Hemvar, thank you for the follow, greatly appreciated as well. Welcome, Justin. Welcome as well. He says he's got his Halo cookbook today. Uh, and then he asked if that's a new Pro Talk shirt, Josh. Ooh. Oh, do you want to show it is, off? Is it though? Is it? Oh, it is. oh, is is it? Oh, I think it is. Yes. Glad you noticed. Yes, this is a the new the new tri blend shirt. Over at the HCS Pro Talk store. On the back, it says HCS Pro Talk on the top. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. This just looks cooler. So, yeah. Go check it out. It features the is black it? logo instead of the color logo.
1: Ooh, it's, in, it's it's black on black all around. It is. It is. Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. I got this one. I have a gray shirt as well. It's in multiple colors. You can go check out the store right now. It's available right now. A little shameless plug of the merch there. Go, go check it out. Hell, yeah. Available right now. Um... All right, Will, do you want to know what's coming up on this week's
1: episode of the show? I think I already know, Josh, but let the people know what they have coming their way.
0: Yes, you are well aware. Um, And then for the folks at home, here is what's going on. On this week's episode of the show, we have FFAs for days, tournament announcements and recaps, of course. We have our topic of the recent discourse around the gentleman's agreement. And then a Halo Infinite update is inbound along with a rank reset and something I did not include here because it happened literally today as I was writing the show notes. Um, I'm going to shit on space station some more, but that's going to come up later on in the show for the record. I don't like to do this. It's just when you dig yourself into a further hole, it is what it is. And it, 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 it pertains to the community. It pertains to competitive halo. So I got to fucking talk about it. Well, without further ado, let's start on a light note and get into some competitive news. First up, tools, welcome. He says I got my Halo cookbook too. Yes, man, mine is in my bookshelf. Yeah. It's it's got some shit in there. What's up, Henbar? Ola today too. Oh, we'll talk about that. Don't you worry. Not a lot to talk about there, but we'll talk about that too. But the first piece of competitive news we have, the Halo Rec League FFA Series returns. This is by the Halo Rec League, announcing our Rec FFA Series 3. We're back for another season of FFA action, this time with one time slot each week at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And again, it'll be taking place on Tuesdays. Seven weeks of qualifying, two matches per night. Check-in before matches on Face It. Earn playoff points for placement. Top 16 advance to the playoffs, and it's just 4.00. Fun. Um, it starts nine thirty p.m. Eastern Standard Time again, Tuesday, August twenty third. So that's tomorrow, and signups close at nine twenty p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So you can sign up ten minutes up until the FFA is about to start. And believe it or not, that's it for the competitive news because the OLA stuff will be in Rostermania. That was quick. It was quick because it's not the emphasis of the show, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. 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 Your upcoming turners of the week presented by noobcombo.com. Check out noobcombo.com for all your Halo eSports needs. Maybe buy some of their merch too. I'm still eyeing that metal shirt. I might buy that. Um... But either way, daily tournaments, Z-League and First Blood daily tournaments are taking place. Go check those out if you're any at all interested. On Monday, August 22nd, that's today, we have the Esports Arena Series E, which is happening right now. But, you know, separate tabs and all that shit. You get it. Uh, HCS FFA Orlando qualifiers for Australia, New Zealand, Mexico, EU, and North America, where first place in each of those gets travel coverage to the HCS Orlando Major. That's pretty fucking cool. Tuesday, August 23rd, we have the Louis V. Tides money Tuesday featuring tools. He's right there in chat. You see him? They will be doing a last Spartan standing tournament, which is awesome as always. Uh, They will also be doing an undercard and they'll be doing a major, uh, like a upper card, right? What's it called? Main, Main event. Main event. Thank you. Jesus Christ. I'm an idiot. Um, Where it's going to be Sentinels versus G1. So you're not going to want to miss that. And then we also have the Halo Rec League FFA series starting up as well. On Wednesday, August 24th, we have the Calgary Halo Ranked Doubles Celebration. Because yes, Ranked Doubles is coming tomorrow. Actually, no, it's not. Ranked Doubles is coming two weeks from tomorrow. I think. Am I wrong on that? I'm sorry to derail like right away here, but please bear with me. What are we looking at? I was reading chat and got distracted. Tuesday, August 23rd at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Never mind, it's not two weeks from now. I was thinking about something completely different. Never mind. Forget I said anything about that. Um, so yeah, there's that. Thursday, August 25th, the HDS Open Series North American Top Eight will be taking place. And uh, a couple notable teams didn't even make it to the top eight. We'll talk about that. And then on Saturday, August 27th, we have the Key 64 Halo 5 Throwback Snipers Tournament. That's right. Halo 5 coming back, baby! Uh, Tool says, we announced all the matchups on Twitter like 20 minutes ago. Hey, thank you, Tools. I'll check that out. Um, Guns of August Halo CE 3v3 Tournament. I have no fucking idea how that's going to take place. The LCM Gaming Women's 2v2 and then the HCS Open Championships for Mexico, EU, and North America, where the top two from each tournament will get travel coverage to the HCS Orlando Major. Again, really fucking cool. What's up, Fresh? Welcome back. Good to see you. Justin says it's probably the longest you've ever gone without derailing, but we did derail on the shirt right off the bat, so not really. It's true. Yeah. Very true indeed, but you know. Mm -hmm. That's that's the best part. What's up, Martin? Welcome back as well. Good to see you, bud. Also, congratulations on uh, you and Shyway casting the AMD event that was happening over the weekend as well. Where we have results later on in the show. And by later on, I mean like basically soon. Um, there was one thing that I was going to do, which was check out uh, LVT. We're going to do this live because I don't fucking care. Uh, da, 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 da. All right, here we go. 35 minutes ago. Again, Sentinels versus G1 for the main event. $1,000. $1,000 plus on the line, crowdfunding. $400 plus for, with crowdfunding. Uh, Renegade and Spartan going up against King J and Royal 2. Okay. That's going to be a fun one. Royal 2 and King J are like real good friends. Like, and Renegade and Spartan... That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. I like it. That feels more to me like a like it could be a toss-up than previous 2v2s that they've had. I like that. And then a $600 plus uh, Last Spartan Standing Kill Race will be taking place as well. And that's going to be fucking awesome. Can't wait. So that's it for upcoming tournaments of the week presented by NoobCobbo.com. Check out NoobCobbo.com for all your... Hey, Luis Sports Needs. Will,
1: what do we got next? Roster Mania! Yeah, some news on the Roster Mania front. Start with Darkest Hour. This is now going to include Eli Elite, Facty, Rails, and Groovy. Look for them in the future. Do it up. Um, Magico and team looking for visas. Uh, he states, I think we will not be able to go to another major, unfortunately, Orlando. We are looking for a Mexican or American organization that can help us process some type of visa to be able to compete and be where we really deserve to be. So, is there anyone out there that can help get these guys to Orlando?
0: They're a great team, so I'd love to see them stateside to compete because yeah. I think they deserve it. Um yeah,
1: they put in the work. They have the skill to do so. And yeah. Awesome. Um, and the big one from today. Yeah. Pistola released from Optic. Yes. Uh, Optic tweeted out a photo of Pistola, said a true legend in and out of Halo. Thank you. I got your Pistola. We look forward to seeing what you add to your historic career.
0: This this is kind of like seeing the writing on the wall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for a very long time. Um because literally nothing's been said about Ola in a very long time. Uh, the, The only thing I'll add to this, and I'm not saying that this was the cause of it, but I do know that I recall Hex saying that when you're a player for Optic Gaming, you're not just a player for Optic Gaming. You're also relied upon for content creation and so on and so forth. Yeah. And we know that Ola didn't do that. So he, he was never big into streaming. He streamed every now and again, but it was very few and far between. Um, and Ola to me just is known for doing his own thing. He kind of goes with the flow. He's very laid back. He's very calm. He's just a great fucking dude. And yeah, like I said, I'm not saying that that's the reason why this happened. It's just the writing was on the wall that he wasn't going to be with optic forever. um, now it's just a matter of where he ends up. Does he end up anywhere? Does he want to still compete? I'm not going to put words in his mouth. It's it's a decision that he needs to make on his own. I, I would assume, and again, assuming he makes an ass out of you and me, but I would assume that talks have been had with him behind closed doors about a potential landing spot, you know, um... But I don't know where he'd land up. I've seen, I've seen the thing. And uh, tools, you, you're right. Where he says, I imagine his contract was up since they were signed about two years ago from now. Makes absolute sense. It was like I said, the writing was on the wall. It just seems like it was bound to happen. And there, there's the talk about. Well, what if he, what if he joined up with McQuinn? And for those who don't know, McQuinn um, will more than likely, I believe, the answer is just yes that he'll be playing for Native um, once once he's able to after Worlds has concluded um, in this season. And that team has three solidified players that they've signed, but the question is for me, did they sign them through or did they sign them just to the end of this Worlds season? Um, Because anything can happen, right? And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But I think that reunion could be really cool. Um, they both obviously have skill. Uh, yeah, we will, we will see. We will see. And thank you, Mar love you as always. So yeah, anything you want to add about the Ola situation?
1: No, I'm just, uh, nothing impactful other than I'm just excited to see where he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a lot of teams that want to make a push for Worlds, and if he's available, maybe sign him for the last part of this season and see what you can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Josh, would you like to run over uh, Scrim Recaps? Absolutely. First and foremost, again, let's
0: do some positive shit here first. Um, Halo Data Hive put out an update. This is by Halo Data Hive, and he says, let's see how this goes with a screenshot of recent scrim results. Oh, boy. So, yes, he's working on it. Um, And he also put out a tweet that I would like to read through that I didn't include in the show notes, but this kind of puts some perspective on things as well. Um, He said on August 17th, so about five days from now, five days ago, I uh, said, honestly, I've lost a lot of motivation to work on Halo Data Hive, but I made some progress in getting the HCS side of, of the site live again. He said, part of the live site. Um, so, yeah, with, like, I don't blame him. He's, to my knowledge, he's had to do it all alone. And it's a lot of shit to have to go through and compile and make sure everything's set up correctly day in, day out. But uh, to Halo Data Hive, just know that we love and appreciate you and all the work that you do do. Um, and yeah, just if Halo Data Hive continues, I really do hope it continues because like, a, like we said multiple times, we desperately need it. So that's what I'll say. Um, all right, let's get to the fun one. I warned Will ahead of time that I was going to rant about this. This is the only real rant that I have for the episode because our actual topic of the gentleman's agreement, I don't really have a rant for. Just some nice discussion I have planned. So, all right. Get ready, folks. This is fun. Should I do a lap like
1: while you? No,
0: you don't need to do a fucking lap. Uh, I'm just irritated. So, Space Station Gaming. Right? Oh my god, he's gonna shit on space station again. What else is new? Well, this one I feel justified. Um, during Snakebite stream today, and for the record, this is nothing against PJ; he was just rolling with what was happening. Yeah. So during Snakebite stream today, uh, it had come up in the conversation during the stream about space station and what they're doing, uh, what they're not doing. So on and so forth, okay? And a couple of things that was said. Excuse me. Give me one second because I'm going to. You got your notes? Yeah, I'm going to find this real quick. Um, He said something along the lines of, there's clearly something they need to do and aren't doing it. What's up, Remedy? Welcome back. And And I agree. There's clearly something they need to do and they aren't doing it. Makes sense. All right, let's keep the conversation going. So then he said something around, like, let's not sugarcoat it. We're all aware. This is what PJ's saying, Snakebite. And then uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but just bear with me. He said that uh, after they got suppressed, if it didn't work out, they'd drop Ace or Tylenol, and now the Collect is the odd man out. He doesn't know what's going on over there. And he also mentioned that he doesn't know how Collect is as a teammate, looking at it all on paper. Okay. Um, then, then Elamite entered the chat and as Elamite, Elamite being the coach of space Station, as Elamite came into the chat, PJ Snakebite was going to make some coffee. Uh, and I thought that was funny that the timing worked out as well as that did. So this is what Elamite apparently had said during, that stream. This is probably paraphrasing at this point, but he said attitude has been one of our biggest hurdles. Effort levels change game to game. I just want players who don't quit trying mid game bench themselves or do things like remove their Twitter headers, etc." And after five seconds of research, it appeared as though he was sending a dig directly to collect a team member of space station gaming. And
1: I'm like, well, that's fucking shitty to do. Uh, it's, it's all on a live stream too. So all on a live stream. An audience in front of you. Yeah.
0: On, on PJ stream. I'm like, all right, well, that's fucking dumb. Cool. And then I think ACE came in at one point as well and said, so you think I should be dropped? Huh? And snake bite had said, apparently if someone has to be dropped, I think it should be you or Tylenol. And at that moment, When I was sent that message, my thought was, thank you, the office meme. Literally what I've been fucking saying. Except add Elamite to that list. Get the fuck out of here. So. At some point in time. So that's like one part of this entire fucking situation, right? You have your coach of the team coming in and bait and directly or indirectly shit talking one of your own team members. And then ace. Yeah. The whole, I never liked this brother dynamic. This is, this is what really irks me now is at first I was like, Oh, maybe this could work out. Maybe this could work out having a brother duo on their coach player. You know, maybe that could bring some cool shit to the team. But after Raleigh, it never fucking worked. I want to know, I desperately want to know what type of actual coaching Elamite is doing for his fucking team, because from the looks of it, from the sounds of it, he ain't doing shit. Example number two. (sighs) I do not know how this came to be. Okay. I do not know how this came to be. But some point during that stream, at some point during that stream of PJ, of Snakebite, (sighs) Elamite and Snakebite got on a Discord call together and started doing Space Station film review with just the two of them. Okay? So I tuned into that a little bit. And my thought process is, why the fuck... Are you, why the fuck do you have PJ doing film review with you when shouldn't you be doing film review with your team? Shouldn't you be communicating all of these types of frustrations and finger poking to your own fucking team and not looking for validation through PJ? Cause that's what this fucking sounds like you're doing. The thing that got me every single time during this entire film review session was when Kyle Elamite would talk about how things are going on during the game. PJ Snakebite would chime in with what he believes they should do. And then Elamite would reply with, man, and I thought I was speaking crazy over here and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, bro, Kyle, you're a fucking adult. Bro, you're the coach for a partnered organization. And frankly, your team is awful. What are you doing? What are you doing to help your team? Because I promise you this, going out of your way to talk to PJ live on his stream about deficiencies of your team does not help your team. The scenario I gave was this. If I was a team member of space station gaming and I heard my coach going behind my back to talk negatively about me and my gameplay, I'd be fucking mad too. This should have never happened. This should have never happened. Period. If you want to have a film review session with a different member of another team, that's I mean, fuck it, I guess, because part of me also was like, "You know what? I'm never I'm never opposed to people asking questions. I'm never opposed to people seeking to be better, to learn." Because that that's How we progress in this world, asking questions, learning about things. That's exactly how we progress. But to do it live, to take time out of what Snakebite was doing, to then just vent your frustrations about your own team to him in front of other people in a live environment. I've talked about man children on this show multiple times before because it feels like it's the nature of this fucking scene that we're in. Kyle, relatively speaking, I know I'm 30, but relatively speaking, you're old, okay? You're a grown-ass adult, and you can't even handle your own fucking team. Are you serious? Before you go to any other professional player looking to do some film review on their stream, take a step back, look in the fucking mirror, and realize what you're doing. You're not helping your team at all. Just another example why I don't think you should be coaching that team. It blows my mind. And then, of course, you come to your your brother's aid, which is fine. Brothers Brothers, I get it. I completely get it. And while Ace may make some clutch kills every now and again, kills that he shouldn't have gotten, trades that he shouldn't have gotten, blah, blah, blah. The team isn't cohesive. I feel as though you guys don't have a leader. I feel like when I listen to things that are happening in scrims, when I listen to things that are happening in tournaments, you guys don't have somebody who is calling things out, calling plays out, getting setups going and keeping setups as they are. You talked about in that film review session that you have everybody that's just going for their kills. Well, guess what? Instead of just saying that everybody's going for those kills, be a fucking coach and coach them. If you feel that they're going for kills, if you feel that they're acting desperate in situations where they don't need to be, if you feel that they're not playing objective efficiently, then say something and do something about it. Instead of bitching to somebody else online during their stream in front of hundreds of other people. We know space station's a fucking train wreck. We get it. We see it. The writing's on the wall. But it's one thing for me to sit here on my high chair and say that, oh, they're fucking terrible. It's another thing to see it in real life happen in front of my own two eyes that their own coach doesn't know how to coach a team properly. And this isn't coming from somebody who's saying that I can coach them. I can't. I don't know but I can admit that I can admit that I don't know how to coach that team. I don't know how to coach any halo team. That's not what I do. And frankly, I don't think you should be doing it either. The last thing I'm going to say about this is the following. I've said it before. I've said it a hundred times. I'll say it again. I believe that ace and Elamite should be gone from the roster plain and simple Tylenol. The only thing I'm going to say about Tylenol is that I still have that statement that he said it was either Raleigh or Anaheim. It was during one of their, um, one of their like documentary series. I think it was, but there are things that players say, and there are things that players do that stick out in my mind. And I hold onto them and I latch onto them because I use them as reference points later on. One of the things that Tylenol had said is that he wants to learn to be a better teammate. I latched onto that when he said that the reason being is because that's the shit that I want to hear. It's the same thing about boo-boo-doo-boo staying late or early and, and practicing more than other players are. That's the type of shit that sticks out in my head. So the reason why I'm not necessarily saying drop Tylenol right off the bat is because I want to give him a little more time to see if he lives up to that expectation of what he set out for himself. He wants to be a better teammate.
1: The, the difficult thing with that, though, is if there isn't a team leader, how is he's not going to learn there.
0: No, and, that's, and, and I agree with you completely. And that was the whole point about me saying that I don't believe Ace is that leader. Does he need to be? Not necessarily. But if you have a team with no clearly defined IGL in game leader, what are you going to do? Because in my mind, if you are a roster that doesn't have a defined in game leader, and I'm not saying, let me make this abundantly clear. I am not trying to say that you definitively need one 100% of the time, no matter what roster you are. The point that I'm trying to make is if I was them and I don't have a clearly defined IGL, then I would rely further on the coach. And as a result, I don't believe he has lived up to his end of the bargain as well. That's why I'm so mad about this. I already knew they they weren't a good team. We, We knew that they weren't a good team when they kept shuffling around their fourth player trying to figure out what would mix. Nothing ever mixed. And it's funny how you always have a clear denominator out of every situation that they've been in. Ace and Elamite. And yes, you could include Tylenol in there as well, but the reason why I'm not is because I want to give him another chance. Ace and Ela might have been around forever. They don't need a second chance. They should know. I'm just fucking pissed. This should have never happened. I I would not I would literally not be acting like this at all if that film review didn't happen. If if Elamite went into his, went into Snakebite's chat to indirectly talk shit about Collect in this, and I'm not I'm and I want to make this abundantly clear. I'm not saying that because Collect listens to the show. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it to be buddy buddy with him. Like I said, if I was a teammate on that roster and this shit happened behind my back, I'd be fucking pissed. If you, if you cannot work this out, then make a fucking move. And in my mind, in PJ's mind, in apparently a lot of other pros' minds, Ace needs to go. And for me, by association, Elamite should be gone too. I'm fucking dumbfounded. Just another example of people not being able to act like adults.
1: (laughs) Trying to think on both sides of the coin here. Please do. Not excusing Elamite's actions because you should never go on a live stream and talk shit about your team like that, right? Or... Mm -hmm. Get film review from your competitor, right? I get, I get like people said, someone said in chat, like maybe do it coach to coach behind the scenes, right? Get feedback, get that information. But maybe Eli has tried so much to get things going and maybe he does know what he's doing, but the team is just not doing it. Because we don't, we don't see, we don't hear his comms all the time. We don't know what's going on. That's my problem is that we don't hear him.
0: If nobody, if nobody's making that, I, I appreciate what you're doing. If, but if nobody is making those calls, I mean, you just literally, you look at. We, we talked about what Mitchman said, I and mean, you look at all these other top teams in the game. Like you have a player or a person to make those calls. Yeah, and this team just seems like it doesn't. And if I if I'm then relying on when I'm literally relying on a member of my team who is supposed to be coaching me and they're not doing it either, then as a player, I, I don't fucking know. And like, then, then the other part could be said, well, well, why doesn't that player then step up and do it? Well, maybe that player doesn't feel comfortable in doing that, you know? Maybe the player doesn't have the skills or tool sets yet. Right. The player just wants to be able to play their specific role, just be a good teammate, whatever it may be, but they're not necessarily in the position to make those calls. It's like it it blows my fucking mind that this even happened. Elamite, if you're going to air your grievances, air them privately for fuck's sake. Like this, you're an adult act like one Omega says uh, morning from Australia. Gents interesting to what the changes will be after worlds. Maybe SSG uh, contract with the Elams will be difficult to change mid season. You know, you're very well could be right. Omega also welcome. Um, I just strip it down. Build around uh, collect and suppressed. Maybe include Tylenol in there, depending upon what the situation is. Get Ace and Elamite out. Been saying it since basically after Raleigh. I don't know. It just feels like that's what needs to happen in my mind. Um,. An epic, that is exactly my point. Uh just to put a pin in it. He says, uh, sounds to me like Kyle was looking for uh affirmation that he is right and no one else is on uh and no one else is on SSG. Yep. And that's why that's another reason why I'm so mad about it. From the things that he was saying, it sounded like he was looking for confirmation that he was right. Just another example of acting like a fucking man child. It's If you were a coach, act like a fucking coach. You hear anything coming out about Callis? You hear anything coming out about Royal One? No. You don't.
1: Uh, Royal One did have all
0: the router two shit. Okay. I agree with you, and we, I should talk that, too. Let's be real. I'm, ta- I'm talking about from a coaching perspective, though. Do you hear anything about Mikowski on uh, G1? No. You don't hear anything negative about other coaches because they're coaching their fucking team. You hear anything about hoaxer? No, he's coaching his fucking team. Coach your fucking team. God damn it. I'm so fucking mad about this. He's literally one of my favorite players in the Halo 3 days. like, I'm not going to sugarcoat things. You guys know it's the show. I don't sugarcoat shit. What he did was fucking stupid. I'm going to call it out as it is.
1: All right. You've said it like three times though. I have.
0: Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm done. That's it for scrim recaps. (laughs) Hey, Will, would you mind? Going through some <laughs> tournament and league recaps. Yeah, Josh, in a
1: thank you. Fuck, <laughs> Esports Arena <laughs> Series E results Just rolling right into it. Please, fourth place, Forbidden Fruit. Woo, it's hot in here. Envor uh, Hysteria, Tony Two Turton Hatif. Uh, third went to Native Gaming, Minds, Piggy, King J, Aperture. This just feels like a weird fucking transition now. All right. Second went to Oxygen Esports, uh, Triton, Boom Nemesis, and Common. And first went to Cloud9, Stellar, Bound, and Penguin. Next up, the HCS FFA series for Australia and New Zealand. Your top four are, in fourth place, Slays. Third, Scoobmeister. Meister. Scoob. Favorite. Uh, second went to Berserk and first sways,
0: and then also just real quick, Epic said Royal One isn't really a coach; he's a call for power weapons and spawners. PJ and Brad are the leaders and coaches on Sentinels, absolutely, and that's fine. I guess the point I was trying to make was is that every team has that player or coach to keep the team gelled together in team in parts in uh, like. Decision-making, setups, whatever it may be, in times where things aren't going their way, they always have somebody, these top teams always have somebody to pull things back in, reel them back in, get things reset up, get minds right, whatever it may be. And SSG doesn't. Thank you, Epic. Go ahead, Will.
1: Back to the HCSFA series. We'll move on to Mexico, and fourth place was uh Dark Killer. Third went to Gambino, for, uh, second went to Hades, and first went to Tapping Buttons. Again. Yes, yet again. Yet again. The FFA series for EU, fourth place, uh, Clonely. Third went to Legend, second Snipe Drone, and first Shady. Nice. And then for North America, fourth place was uh, Matias, third was Bop, second was Nesty. Nessity? Nessity. Uh, is it, is it Nessity or Nicety? Either way. Sorry. And first went to Porky J. <gasps> nice.
0: Omega said Scoob Meister was fire in the open series. Doing well on keyboard and mouse. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was KBM. Scoob on the KBM. Well,
1: it's a little more impressive. It is. Gotta love Scoob. Zoink, Scoob. Go ahead. (laughs) HGS NA open series. This was from August 18th. Yeah. Uh, Your top four. Proton Gaming, which included Posey, Fantasy Rob the Turtle and Haynes, third went to E United, Manny Suspector, Ryan Newbin, Rain, second Space Station, Collect All also Preston Ace, and first went to Complexity, Cycle Monster, Vetra, and Neuronical. Good for Complexity. Yeah, yeah. What does that mean for e United? Uh, AMD Halo. Literally Inter- nothing, I, Will. I don't be stirring that fucking pot. Good lord. You know. Uh. <laughs> AMD Halo um, Infinite five K two v two. It's not LAN.
0: <laughs> Go ahead.
1: Second went to Tall Man and Short Man, which was killing me, Jarwin, <laughs> stress. Love it, wonderful name. First went to Tilted Towers. It was Drunken Burton.
0: Yeah, and again, uh, shout out to Martin for getting on the casting
1: desk for this one. As a matter of fact, very nice, yes. very nice. Uh, next up, the HCS, HCS <laughs> Open Series for EU from August twenty first. Fourth place went to Black Hand. It is Ebby, Mr. Glory, and Lunny.
0: Don't play, don't pay your teammates in crypto.
1: Third went to Claude, Quadrant, Chick, Shad, Nurix, and SLG. Second went to Navi. It was mighty Kimbo Jimbo and so sneaky. And first went to Ascend, Snipe Drone, Respectful, Moe's, and Legend. Back on top. Once again. Yep, they just took a little week off, you know? Yeah, you know they
0: were like, ah, Navi, you
2: can't. We're like, like gonna
1: ramp up back yeah. into where we need to be. Um, <laughs> open series for Mexico again, 21st of August, twenty twenty. Two. yes fourth place Event Horizon I Not Jerry uh Sobrio Blood Raina, and Borgie. so who is that if it's I Not Jerry is it Tom Ooh. oh it might be Ooh. Tom and us. great show great oh, show that was good yeah. um third place went to Just for Fun this was a 10 News bullet c and Noble <laughs> That works second went to CN uh Dragonac, Humgel, Supsters, and Dolan Season. first one to Pittsburgh Knights. Drift, Pool, Atso, and Tapping Buttons. God, who would have saw that coming? Crazy. All right. Uh, open Series for North America. Top eight qualified teams move on to Thursday. And they are G1, of course, with Boobadooboo, Predevinator, Swish, and Squally. Complexity, Cycle, Monster, Neuronical, and Vetra. E-United, Manny, Rain, Ryan Newbins is better. ESA, Red, two nice, complexion. Uh, Kashana and Paradigm. Those are upper bracket. Upper bracket teams, correct. And moving on to the losers bracket team. Oh, I love you. Thank uh, you so much. Yeah, just for you, Josh. Thank
0: you. I was so thinking that you were going to fucking say it after the pause of like, you motherfucker. Well, you're good. Okay, good. All
1: right. We have Native Gaming, which is Aperture, King J, Minds, and Piggy. Crowd Pleasers, Kratos, Flourishly, Huss, and Super CC. Oxygen Esports, Boam, Common, Gilkey, and Triton. And. uh, Anime Demons. Anime Demons. Two. I think the two
0: is supposed to be an S. uh,
1: Uh,
0: Yeah, Anime Demons. Fuckers.
1: Uh, (laughs) Hotshot Ghost, Carmea, Mortally and. or or Mortality. Prozelli, oh,
0: it's okay. The only thing I wanted to add to this is you said that it was a really weird transition into the tournament league recaps. Well, guess what? It doesn't need to be a weird transition because guess who didn't make it?
1: Oh yeah. 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 Well, it took us a minute to get there, but yeah, space station, they fucked up and Fnatic. and Fnatic Both did not make it to Thursday. Oh, dude. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, moving on to the HS Australia, New Zealand, regional championship qualifier. We have your top four teams here. Mm-hmm. Digital Nation, which was Rice, Nubles, Lunchy, and Tech Dre. Tech Dre, yeah, Tech Dre. We'll call Tech Dre. Uh, third went to Second to None. Well, to uh, a couple here. Uh, Nche, is it chef? Uh Grand Last Shadow. Hendra LOL Inspector. And then top two. Team Immunity. half uh, Dante Bino and ADZ. And then Kit Bash, Scoobmeister, A. Uh, Lolly Lilf and Divinity. I'm horrible with names. I'm sorry. It's okay. And that's it. That's all we got for Tournament League Recaps. Thank you
0: very much, Will, for going through that. I appreciate it. Um. All right. So for for all intents and purposes, I should be done with the rants now. Okay. I should be. We'll see where the discussion goes for the topic of this week, which is the gentleman's agreement. Fucking GAs, man. Fucking GAs. You want to switch the screen over to our topic? You know what? Yeah, I'll press Thank the button you. now. I appreciate you. I <laughs> wanted to make sure we were there first. Yes, we are officially there. Uh, let's talk about the gentleman's agreement. Um, now actually before we even get into the gentleman's agreement, uh, there is a tweet that went out today, 38 minutes ago,
1: 38 minutes ago. This is news to me. So apparently
0: the bandit rifle, this is a leak, the bandit rifle, which is supposedly going to be the DMR in infinite. Hmm. Gameplay got shown. It's got bloom. It's got major fucking recoil.
1: And, uh, we have to balance it with everything else, right? So I'm just, I don't, I'm not
0: going to get into it in this week's episode of the show. We can formulate ideas and thoughts later because this just released and I don't have the mental capacity for this right now. Um, But let's just say that pros are already critiquing it because obviously. But again, we're not going to talk about
1: that. Just putting
0: that out there.
1: Okay? All right. All right. How'd you bring it up if we're not going to talk about it?
0: Because I know what your thought would be as soon as I said what I said. So we're not going to talk about it. GAs, Will. GAs. GAs. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Justin says, I want a minute on the clock for Will's thoughts. Yeah. You get way more than a minute. I don't know if I'd
1: get to a minute. It's just. Should we, should we go through the situation
0: first? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So I have all this uh, notated down. Um, And I don't have this in the show notes because this would make show notes like extremely long. So I didn't bother. Um, Instead, so, there are currently, after a massive fucking discussion that happened over the weekend, there are now really going to be three GAs or gentlemen's agreements in competitive Halo Infinite. The first one continues to be the Mangler. Now, you may be asking yourself, why? Why the Mangler? Why still the Mangler? For those who don't recall, there was an update that had been released to Halo Infinite that um, reduced the amount of melee damage that was done across the board, not just with the Mangler, but across the board. And so the question was, well, with that reduction in melee damage, where now it requires a one shot two melee um, to kill or a two shot melee, right? Two
1: shot than a melee. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So with that in mind, why do we still have the GA for the Mangler? Well, um, Snakebite, I have three different Snakebite examples as to why the Mangler and then the two other GAs are being implemented. So for the Mangler, he says, Mangler, even without the drop weapon mechanic, is too strong because of the frequency of spawn plus being super viable both range or short. So one of the big critiques about the Mangler is that Um, it simply spawns way too frequently and the amount of ammo that you get, because they didn't reduce the amount of ammo that you have. Um, so they just spawn way too frequently. You have a ton of ammo and really, you would just see manglers all over. Like that's basically what all the teams would have if it just continued being in competitive infinite. So they keep the GA with that. Okay. That's fine. I understand the reasoning, whatever. So the second GA that again, this was implemented over the weekend Um, that I believe is being implemented over the weekend. For the record, there has yet to be a tournament with all of this GA, okay? Just the Mangler. The Mangler has continued. But for the other two, the Sword, and then the other one we'll talk about, um, none of this has been established in tournament play, but from, it sounds like in Money Eights and maybe in scrims and whatnot, these have taken place as of over the weekend. So, the second one is Sword. Sword. And personally, I, just a quick thought before we get into deep here. My personal thought is I do like this one, especially from a recharge perspective. Um, really because of my complaints that I've talked about previously, where there really doesn't feel like there is any counter to it. Um, and you can't melee trade with it, which really irritates the shit out of me. So Snakebite said, the sword can't be traded. And obviously with the ability to sprint and equipment and super slide, you become unkillable. Um, And then I added personally that the reason why I said recharge is because repulsor and sword spawn basically next to one another on recharge. And therefore, if that player gets both, it takes the counter out of the hands of the player going against the sword player. So it just, it completely removes the supposed counter to the sword in and of itself, it just on that map. And I'm like, full fucking A. And then there was this thread by King Nick. And I wanted to include this because a lot of people were talking about, um. oh, well, like, why didn't you guys fucking GA sword in any other fucking Halo game? Like, what what is what difference does it make if you GA in Infinite? King Nick, for those who don't know, is very, very knowledgeable in older Halo titles as well. He's not just an infinite kid, okay? He is very knowledgeable across many Halo titles. Here's what he had to say. How are people trying to compare classic Halo swords to sprint Halo swords? Classic Halo had well-designed maps with risk versus if the sword player played poorly. How is camping a one-by-one corridor and choke point in infinite remotely comparable? The sword in infinite is used nothing like the Halo 2 sword. Halo 2 Sword is about successfully chaining a sequence of kills without dying, which created the skill gap for that version of the sword. You can fucking suck with the Halo 2 Sword. Infinite sword is not comparable at all. In Halo 2, I also spawn with a skillful counter to the sword, BXR. Sword in Infinite is used to lock down choke points way more than it was ever used uh, to do so in any other Halo. It's mostly the map design's fault. If you don't have repulse, you're dead. If you don't have the one counter to the sword, you have to play for trades. You need a disruptor, plasmas, or a teammate to trade the sword player. Trading is not good gameplay. Why are we promoting this? Trading isn't even a mechanic in Halo 2. On the topic of mechanics, I'm sick of people saying things that are blatantly false and per, uh, perpetuate, uh, perpetuate it as fact to use in an argument. Quote, you can trade with sword in X Halo, end quote. Or quote, what's next, Rockets? They already reduce ammo by half in X halo end quote. People are literally just making shit up. I love the sword when it's designed correctly and paired with good maps. It's a staple of competitive Halo. Infinite does not have a good sword or maps. The way the sword works mechanically combined with the corridor or map design is objectively bad and promotes camping. Halo 2 rewards good aggressive micro-movement with the sword. Infinite rewards defensively sitting in a corner holding a one-by-one door. The sword being an other defensively sitting- wait, no. Jesus Christ, the sword being in other competitive Halos is irrelevant. I'm playing Infinite, not actual Halo. We tried sword for eight months and it just isn't good competitively. Do I personally care about GAs? No, I'd use the Mangler tomorrow if we wanted. I just compete on what HCS tells me to play. But don't come at my peers for the correct opinions. Some of the shit I see in my timeline is literally insane. Some people have the worst takes on Halo. So really, the reason why I included that is because... People are trying to make a comparison to sword and other halo titles kind of brings back the thing that we talk about all the time, where every halo is different, like in every call of duty, even though it has similar type of gameplay style, every call of duty is also different. Things play differently. Maps are designed differently. You have, when you had, um, clamber introduced in five for the first time, right? Maps were created with that mechanic in mind. Maps are created with thrust in mind. The increased in speed that you get from sprinting, sliding, whatever it may be. And then with Infinite, again, on top of that, you have maps that are designed for the mechanics in mind. And based off what Nick is saying there, it sounds like the sword, from a competitive standpoint, just doesn't work out. And then, again, this is before we get into thoughts here, um, let's talk about the third one. The third GA that again is supposedly going to be a thing is dropping weapons in the context. Now here's the fucking key difference drop weapon in the context of the key bind and not the holding of the swap weapon button. Okay. It's a clear distinction there. So Snakebite said drop weapon stays in, but not the instant drop. So trading weapons for teammates is allowed, but it removes the bailout of being able to use weapons with minimal punishment, a.k.a. missing or bad position. Callus, uh, G2 coach, from a different thread, um, said the following. Can players just unbind drop weapon? It's still objectively simple in that way. Because there is a there is a simple... Uh, When you go into your settings of the game, there's a a simple setting that you can change where you can bind your controls, you can bind your keys, and you can just literally deselect it, set it to nothing, and that's that. And Spartan actually said, yep, that's what we're all doing in eights right now. Everyone in the GA chat agreed to do it over the next week too. And Mikrin said, not to be confused with Wynn, but Rin said, "Um, is going back to holding Wi-Fine, aka swapping weapons... Um, It used to be when it was on the same uh, bind to switch weapon and Spartan said, yeah, that's what we're doing, but uh, we're not using it as a combat mechanic only to pass weapons off to teammates. So again, this GA, this gentleman's agreement is only for the dropping, the, uh, the dropping weapon key bind as in like you click it, you drop your weapon, you switch your BR quick or whatever weapon you have. This is not a GA of the holding down of the swap weapon button or key to then drop a weapon for your teammate because that is slower. Okay? Um. So here is a timeline of events. And this is to the best of my knowledge, to the best of what I was able to get. And Kleck says, I feel like you're going to lose your shit over the drop weapon one. I'm not. I'm actually not. Believe it or not, I'm not going to rant about this. I, from a competitive standpoint, believe it or not, I basically agree with everything that's been said. So, but I have concerns and will, like I said, thoughts in a second. So here's the timeline of events. There is a chat. Okay. There is a chat that is comprised of pros from multiple teams, but not all teams and all players created by, I believe Spartan where discussions around competitive infinite take place. Okay. It's like a private chat. All right. Wonderboy said, screw GA's Halo Infinite needs a pro mod like COD-4. Nerf nade distance and sound cue, quiet uh, quiet footsteps and reduce noise range, allow melee trades with swords, hold input to drop weapon, decrease uh, aim assist on BR." Spartan says, I concur. I just think Mangler needs to go for sidekick and then I'd be happy. But apparently everyone just wants to bitch and moan about everything. Whatever, I guess, as long as everyone is on the same page, not trying to get screwed over by anybody. I have thoughts on Spartan's bullshit later. Eco says, I promise you no one is going to go rogue. I know we wouldn't. Well, B might. I think B is for bound. Mm. Which I thought was kind of funny, but I said maybe. And Spartan says, whatever, I made the group chat for all the teams. So that's where I got Spartan making this. You guys sort it out. I'll do whatever. If anyone knows me, I'm about competitive integrity. I just don't want to get fucked by someone breaking a GA at worlds because we have 37 GAs. So within this chat, It appears it was agreed upon the GA-ing of the above items that we discussed, but there have been a lot of discussion and discourse around the GA-ing of the drop weapon mechanic and the tuning of said GA. Spartan says, Pretty sure we're GA-ing it as a combat mechanic completely, just using it to toss weapons off to teammates. Okay, that's where we get that from. And then according to Snipedown, While this chat is uh, unanimous in the decision to GA the aforementioned items... The members of the chat cannot dictate the rules for all the players and teams outside of it. Obviously. And this is his direct statement. Unfortunately, the people in the chat don't dictate rules for every team outside of it. That's where people's issues are. The chat is unanimous. Okay? So, Will, I want you to kick this off. What are your thoughts on the three GAs that we have?
1: First off, Collect says, uh, B is stellar. Oh, B is stellar? I'm an idiot. Um, Jesus Christ. The three GAs, right?
0: Is it it Bradley? Seems Bradley, right? Am I wrong? I'm sorry, Will. I'm Uh, totally derailing again. Go ahead.
1: The three GAs we have, I do understand them. I don't like that the game is in a position where it has to happen. I also don't like that. They made the changes to the game to only have the mangler still be G8. Um, but I, I kind of, I kind of go back and forth on that. you know, it's viable at short range. It's viable at long range. Well, that long range shot has that, that drop bullet, you know, it's, it's not a hundred percent, but I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, The sword, I'm fine with. It's also on Catalyst, right? Correct. Yep. So what's the counter like a skewer play then? Like you have Repulse, Grapple. Repulse. That's what it feels like. Why Hmm. isn't the skewer being GA'd? Because it's viable at long range. It's viable in short corridors with its hip fire. I I think the skewer should be taken off then too. Even though that's the counter to the overshield. I think skewer should stay because
0: of its limited ammo capacity, the amount of time it takes to reload it and how fucking huge that weapon is. Like, I feel that there are, um, Oh, there you go. Because if yeah, you miss, if with miss with the, the skewer, screw, you're, you're just dead. dead. Yeah. And I'm dead all the time. So I'm not a pro player.
1: <laughs> it's just like, the point I'm trying to make is where is it going to stop? Cause Where's you know, the you, line? You could make an argument for a ton of things to go. Realistically, shock nades, uh, spike nades,
0: um, there were a couple other things that I saw circulating. I mean, I saw
1: over the weekend. I saw jokes of okay, when we ga in the br, right? Like you know, right. let, let's let's ga infinite, like <laughs> you know. Um, but I, I get it. Try, trying to make the game as. Uh, as balanced, I guess, as possible for the competitive crowd. For the competitive crowd, I think that's. Um, I
0: think that really needs to be stated more.
1: The drop weapon button. It's kind of a fun thing. I don't know. Okay. Like seeing pros like just chuck out the weapon and get the final kill with the BR, have to run and pick up that weapon again. I get it that you can be out of position, and. You know, still get a kill with that, but it's it's at everybody's disposal, then it makes fighting for those weapons like the stalker and whatnot more important.
0: I think Snake Bite said I think he said something where he is a player who does utilize the drop weapon mm-hmm. keybind, but even he understands that it is an inherently broken mechanic in terms of it it doesn't take skill to use. Because it's literally a tap of a button or a tap of a key in order to do it. And yes, while it is milliseconds that we're talking about here in terms of dropping versus holding to drop, or or I mean switching weapons. Like we're talking milliseconds between switching weapons versus tapping to drop your weapon. Those milliseconds do matter. In a competitive sense. Competitive sense, not social. Yeah. Obviously. Um, Collect says, everyone has good points about drop weapon. It's still in testing. It, uh, it's pros and cons about it. Okay, so it's not officially a thing. Kitsune, thank you for the follow. Greatly appreciate it.
1: Yeah, I know pretty much all of Optic uses that drop weapon mechanic. Yeah. Um, you make a good point, though. Like,
0: if everyone can use it, then...
1: Right. Right. So, I don't know. Um, With the limited amount of stuff we have in Infinite, I just don't like to see things get stripped back even more. I think that's where it's coming from, mostly. Is that there's not enough variety, right? So, now you're taking things that add variety to the gameplay out. Even though I I get shitty swords... Kills like I I agree with the sentiment behind it. So it really makes me mad. Yeah, you can't that game. you can't trade you with can't it melee trade. It really irks um, me. That you can't melee trade. So I I get why all these things are being are on the on the block. I just wish we didn't have to. Right. So.
0: Omega says if it's too strong, maybe it's uh, increasing those milliseconds until it's balanced and the collective, like an up arrow to that yeah. comment. And I think that's why collect, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that's why you guys are testing the, well, we're only gaing it as a combat mechanic. So just unbind the key bind in your control settings and you can still use the hold swap weapon button to yeah, then drop your weapon for a teammate.
1: It's still like, so if it's that thing though, like if you say, so let's say you have stalker streets Mm -hmm. going up a fucking driveway and someone gets the first shot on you. Since you have the stalker, you cannot then turn, get two shot and then drop for the BR kill. Correct. With having to hold the button in time before you're forward. Correct. Or fived. That's why
0: why it's going to only be used from a teammate perspective.
1: I get that, but it's taking away the... Yeah, you you can't pull that reversal by you know you don't have enough time to actually switch to your BR. But then you could just hit the shot with the stock or two. Um, but yeah, it's it it sucks that we're just removing stuff that takes away changes in gameplay that are sometimes exciting. Um. Yeah, I. That's basically it. Basically it. I just don't want to see stuff uh, removed from the game that is there, but I get it from, it's like, that's from the spectator side, right? Mm-hmm. From the competitive integrity side, I get why these changes are being looked at. Yes. So agreed. Um, collect gave a couple of
0: things here. Also pancakes. Welcome. Good to see you. Uh, it says, for example, with soccer, you could hit two shots, miss the next four, but you could drop your gun and get the kill. Um, that was one. He says, or some kills, you can get six, six shot commando and drop your gun and win the gunfight. Uh, when you were, when, if you were to just press Y and switch your gun, you would lose it. Um, and then Epic asked him, uh, are you for or against drop weapon? And Cleck said, it really doesn't bother me. I get why it should be taken out, but I also understand why it would stay in. So there you go as well. Yeah. Remedy. Good to see you as well. Um and yeah, Omega says I can see it happening on accident in the heat of the moment. No one will unbind it uh as it's a must for juggling. So in mm. epic is like juggling can be done with Y button and not uh drop weapon bind though. And I agree, I that's
1: that's what I do. I just yeah. I never No, but there I think there is a difference. Um th- there's like a quick juggle. I've seen people do it where it's like Drop it up, drop it up, drop it up real quick. Oh, maybe there is. Because you don't have to hold the Y
0: then to drop the flag. Sure. Well, you don't have to hold the Y to drop the flag either. You just press it. That's all you got to do. It's like you're just swapping weapons. Oh. Yeah, that's all mm-hmm. it is. Um, but either way, it's... All right, so here, here is what... Uh... I've got also apologize for the spam notifications in Discord for the going live and shit. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the drop weapon thing for me is kind of the most difficult to get down and Collect said that it's still in testing, so that's good to know because I thought it was just these three just are implemented now and that's the way it is. My concern is and these are the concerns that I've had ever since the first GA with the Mangler is that, well, what happens if somebody uses it? What happens if somebody uses it at Orlando? What happens if somebody uses it at Worlds? What happens if somebody wins a tournament while using it? Are we going to invalidate their tournament win? No. Because they won the fucking tournament. Who cares? So that's kind of where my problem is with all the GAs. I'd, I necessarily don't have a problem with them being implemented because I want what the players want because I just enjoy watching high level competitive Halo. And so if they, now granted I would be of a different mindset if they just wanted to GA everything except the BR. And then we go back to Halo two level shit. And I'm like, well, I love Halo two. I don't want that anymore. You know what I mean? And you're right. I don't want to see them continue to do things. And Mick, Wynn, Mick said something that I should have put the tweet in here, but I didn't. Um, but he talked about how um, he was just expecting players to GA stuff until they were fixed dev side. Right. But then that really didn't happen. And then we had like a shrug emoji, you know, like clearly there, they have other things in mind and things aren't being done there. And the other thing is with the mangler, Three four three. The development side of it didn't do what the competitive side asked for, and I'm not saying they need to. They don't need to listen to just one side of the conversation here. Um, but when they nerfed the melee of all weapons, like that was the polar opposite of what competitive wanted, which was just
1: tweak the mangler. Like that was that was it. It seems like the bigger sentiment now is just put a sidekick in.
0: Yeah, from a pro standpoint, absolutely. Yeah. Um, especially Spartan standpoint. Um, so I am fine with the GAs being implemented because I want the players to play the game. I want the players to play high-level competitive Halo, and I hope we don't go too far. And the drop weapon one feels to me like This is the one of most contention. This is the one where, how are we going to make sure everybody is following this? Because that just brings me back to my question. What if somebody doesn't? What are you going to do? Are you going to stand up and call them out across the stage? Are you going to shun that individual? You can't ban them. You can't ban them from playing the game anymore are you going to not scrim with them? We've seen teams not scrim with other teams as it is because they don't want to scream with them anyway. You know, like I, I get it. It's a gentleman's agreement for a reason. It's an agreement among folks that this is how, this is how the thing is going to be. Um, And if you don't abide by it, then yeah, we'll basically shun you, but I don't. The sword. Absolutely. I feel that that fucker is just, I hate it from a social perspective and yeah, I'm fine with it being GA the mangler of GA. I guess it's fine that it continues. I understand uh, because of the drop weapon mechanic that it can be nasty along with the amount of ammo that you get and how frequent it spawns completely makes sense still from a competitive standpoint to GA it. And then the drop weapon one, I'm just conflicted on because at the, at the one hand, well, it doesn't take skill to use will bouncing off your point about like the the stalker rifle scenario on streets. Well, it isn't necessarily a skill gap because I don't want it to be considered a skill gap because it's not. It does add flavor to a game, you know? And in that situation, well, it does suck for the other player on the other side of things. If, if I saw a player go up with stalker on B streets, I mean, on B steps on streets, gets a couple shots in, is about to get killed, gets the drop, spins around, finishes off for the reversal. I look at that like, oh, shit. Sure, it didn't take skill to use the drop weapon mechanic, but oh shit, that was kind of cool from a spectator standpoint. Not from a obviously not from a playing standpoint. You guys deserve to play how you want to play. So yeah, that question is when is the line crossed for GAs? When when do the pros say enough is enough? Because I'm clearly I, I've I've seen pros out there say that enough is enough already, you know. And the other thing, and I'm glad that Snipedown brought it up, is that not every player, not every organization is included in this private chat that's going on about dictating how competitive Halo is being played. So while that private chat may all be unanimous in agreeing with what the GAs are going to be, if you don't have everybody on the same page or everybody included that is competing at a top level. That to me is inherently a problem. Now, would that be a lot to maintain? Absolutely. But then again, it's your game that you're playing. You are tweaking the game to how you want to play it. And I think there needs to be a discussion if there hasn't already been about what about the players who disagree? What about the pro players? Okay. We love the amateur players around here. It's what a lot of our show is based off of. Don't get me wrong. But if I'm talking from a strictly professional player standpoint, if not every pro pro player is included within this discussion, I think there's a problem there. And I think that needs to be remedied. Because if you don't have everybody on the same page, like I said, what are you going to do in a tournament setting if somebody does this? You can't not play them. Are you just going to scream at them and be like, oh, you fucking did something you weren't supposed to do. Why? Because you guys all agreed this, but I didn't agree with this.
1: Why is that inherently my fault? I have a feeling that that chat. It's probably like your top six to eight teams, right? I would assume. So it's like, you might see drop weapon between, you know, on, Friday and Saturday, mm-hmm. but then your teams that are in champ Sunday, when it comes down to it, are all, are all in agreement on this is how, what we should do. Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: And if that's the case, so be it. The It's just the thing that I don't want to see and collect, I'll wait for your response as well. The thing that I don't want to see is if a team, because I can just see it now, those who attend LAN events, spectators who attend LAN events, I would say the majority of them, not all of them, but the majority of them are kind of tuned into the things that are happening, right? Because otherwise, why the fuck would you spend money on being here to see these players play live? Yeah. I can just see it now. A player on a team, open bracket, doesn't fucking matter. Main stage, doesn't matter. Feature station, doesn't matter. Uses it. Uses drop weapon. Uses the mangler. Uses the sword. Uses whatever GA it is, right? Right? What's the crowd going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, remember when we had a discussion long time ago, Will, where it's just, it's part of the fucking game. Use it. You know? When Mangler was first in the discussions about being G8, it's part of the sandbox. Why not just use it? And I have seen pro players come out and say, I'm still going to use it. Like, I, don't, I don't care. You know? Right, Colex uh, says, "What happens if somehow some AMT makes it through? Then they use it. That's the tough thing. Like you can't control everyone to use it. Besides the people who were involved, absolutely. And that's my point. That that's my point. Is that you can't expect everybody to fall in line. It it feels it feels to me. And I don't want to. I'm not trying to ruffle people's feathers when I say what I'm about to say." But it feels like Spartan had created this chat and now it has evolved a little bit into like a governing party for competitive Halo. And if you're not in it, you're out of it. Like if you're not with it, you're against it. And that's, I feel there needs to be more discussion. We're literally talking about mechanics. In a game. Now, granted, this mechanic is inherently maybe it wasn't developed with this intention in mind of dropping to get an advantage in a kill. But really it it really felt like when they talked about it, when the devs talked about it in their videos, they talked about it as a means
1: to drop a weapon for a teammate. Right. Like tossing the sniper. There's a there's a achievement, isn't there, for giving a teammate a sniper? I believe so. Something yeah. like
0: that. Yeah. That's that's the thing. They it sounds like it was talked about from a development standpoint to be used as a team scenario to give teammates weapons because it had never been introduced in a in any other Halo title. It's the first time it's ever been a thing. And then we find out that this thing can be abused in a sense that we can get the upper hand in kills. And I'm not saying it's a insta-win, but it kind of feels like a get-out-of-jail-free card. So take that as you will. But if not everybody is in agreement, can you really do anything about it? You could shun them, sure, but what good is that going to do you? Like I've seen players say, "Well, I think it was G. I think it was Eli Elite, um, or it's I, I some someone of G one I believe was talking about how, um." or Eli the Ninja. It was Eli the Ninja. My apologies. He was talking about how they play the game based on the rules that HCS lines out. And if that's the way it is, that's the way it is, right? HCS is not choosing these GAs. The players are. And, again, I am of a mindset where I want the players to feel like they have an identity, they have a voice, and in order to kind of form things around how they feel the most competitive version of their game can be played. And as of right now, that's GAs because the devs aren't able to do things as fast as the players would like. And I'm also a firm belief that once forge finally gets released and it's completed, like it is actually out the door. It's fully functional. Everything's, everything's great. Then we can then work on, we can remove sword from recharge. We can replace it with something else. We can re- we can remove sword from catalysts if we want to replace it with something else. We can remove manglers, replace them with sidekicks, right? Once Forge releases, it feels like all of these things can be put away. The drop weapon thing's a whole other situation, but that's besides the point. Once Forge releases, I really feel, I said it before, Forge I don't think is going to save Halo Infinite. Forge could really help competitive Halo Infinite though. And then on the other side of things here, another question that I posed was, why now? Why wasn't this decided after Raleigh? Why wasn't this decided after Anaheim? Why are people deciding that now is the right time to implement additional GAs before Orlando and Worlds? These may be redundant questions, but still, I feel like all these could have been determined easily after Anaheim, regardless of catalysts with SOAR being added far later. Swords always been on recharge. You've always had the drop weapon mechanic and we've always had the mangler GA. So like, why now? I don't understand. I mean, someone said it when we read through earlier, like in the, in the notes that I had that someone said this, like, why didn't we do this earlier? Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What's up, Cinder? How's it going? Welcome, and thank you for the follow. Um, It just seems really weird to me that now we're making the decision to GA this stuff when we're literally right around the corner for Orlando and then literally right around the corner for Worlds. That seems weird to me. So then I asked myself the question, will the HCS accept GAs? Regardless of the GA and luckily we kind of have a response to this because Tashi was streaming the other day and I apologize for not getting the name. Oh, I do have the name. I have it right here. Uh, Shout out to mother chocolate 505 on Reddit for for getting the clip of what Tashi said. So I want to play that clip for you guys uh, right here right now. And again, this is this is Tashi's thoughts on players gaing things in competitive infinite.
1: I mean, we're always looking at and talking about this stuff.
0: Ultimately, we just need to get updates
1: out the door to try to balance these things. So, you know, I don't necessarily blame pros for... You know, trying to do what they can to uphold the balance if, like,
0: honestly, we haven't upheld our end of the bargain, so I don't blame them. Ultimately, I don't think GAs are good for the scene, but they're, in my mind, a symptom of a bigger problem that we need to solve, so. I don't know if you guys could really hear that well. I apologize if not. But he said that while he may not agree with GAs, he does understand. And he understands that devs have work that they need to do. Things aren't going out as quickly as people would like. Um, And yeah, it's really that. So from the sounds of it, it sounds like they're not going to necessarily interfere. Yeah. Um, Omega says it was okay. Okay. I'm sorry. It was as loud as I could get it to go. So I apologize. So at least we got somewhat of a response from that. And then here's where 11 Ninja comes in, because then I asked myself the question, should GAs even be acceptable, right? It's not technically part of the game. Should it be acceptable? 11 Ninja, the G1 uh, of G1 said, uh, if HCS decides to turn it off in ranked settings, we're totally cool with that. But if that precedent isn't set, we shouldn't be playing different versions of the game from series to series based on who is down and who isn't. Hoaxer. Uh, regarding Drop weapons, said, I'm pointing out that it is objectively the easiest GA to implement if there is a GA. It's not a deep topic regarding this one. As in like, you can just turn off the key bind. Bob's your uncle. And then Eli the Ninja said, yeah, I really don't think HCS is going to like people just going into the custom game settings and changing whatever they want. So while it doesn't sound like Tashi would necessarily interfere, that that's another thing, right? If not everyone is on the same page... And that's also another thing, and as we've heard from those that work in the scene, you can't trust all the players to have their settings ready to go all the time. So they're going to be sitting there for an extended period of time, making sure that every single person has drop weapon, uh, the key bind removed. I can just see it getting really, really messy. And I don't know how I necessarily feel about that. So GA's as a whole, I'm proud of myself for not ranting, by the way, (laughs) GA's as a whole, I want to know where that line is. I don't think we necessarily crossed it yet. The drop weapon one does feel like we're inching closer to that line because jokes aside, like, yeah, I saw the memes like, Oh, why don't we just remove everything except the BR, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, we are still waiting on development updates. Things are not where we as a community want them to be necessarily. And they still have a lot of backend stuff that's going like backend issues that are happening, right? Desync ping, all that stuff, CSR, MMR, all that, a lot of stuff that still needs to be worked on. A lot of kinks to be ironed out. So as of right now, Fine with Mangler still happy necessarily with sword because I feel like that. I hate that you can't melee trade with the sword and then drop weapon may not be as what the developers intended to be used for. But regardless, it doesn't add to the skill gap in the game. If anything, it reduces it. And Kind of does feel like a jail out of uh, get free out of Jesus Christ. Get out of jail free card. If I could speak for Christ's sake. So, yeah, I'm fine with these GAs as a whole. But, again, my only question is what happens if somebody breaks it? And we'll just have to wait and see. I think that's it for our topic, Will. Yeah. Let's get into some regular news. Halo Lone Wolves gear is by Halo Gear. Calling all Halo Lone Wolves gear up with season two provisions only in the Halo Gear shop. Go ahead and buy it if you're interested. August matchmaking updates by... Unishek. Thank you, Will. The ranked experience. In preparation for ranked doubles, we'll be updating how we determine skill, MMR which will help us make better matches and improve the accuracy of CSR ranks. This will require additional maintenance that involves resetting CSR ranks. So yes, when the update releases tomorrow, because we record on Mondays, your CSR rank will be reset. We plan on deploying these changes early on August 23rd, with the maintenance window lasting a few hours. During this time, Ranked Arena will not be available, though all other playlists and online services should be available. I'm going to put emphasis on should. In the days leading up to the maintenance window, we will have uh, two other small changes rolling out as well. The first change, which has started uh, today, as in the day that that post was made, not actually today, is a small ranked experiment with CSR that will be running until we close out this current ranked period. The impact should be minimal, but it will help us gather information for potential future ranked improvements. The second change is that the Fireteam CSR limit, which has currently been active in both solo duo playlists, okay? So it has not been in crossplay for like squads or whatever, okay? Will begin to take effect in open crossplay starting Monday, August 22nd. So that is today. I thought it had already been a thing.
1: Yeah, because we had. There was a day I had. Two diamonds, a platinum, and then a gold. tried to join us, and it, it would give you like the halo servers are unavailable in the bottom, and you couldn't search. Hmm. It, hmm. I've had that. I have. I've. It's been there. Hmm. Calling Uni a liar? <laughs> just kidding. I just don't kidding. think the shit's straight in the, with the game. <laughs> That's what's going on. <laughs> a
0: lot of shit's not straight with the game. So apparently. That will begin to take effect in open crossplay starting Monday, August twenty
1: second. Apparently,
0: <laughs> to learn more about the fire team CSR limit and how broken it is, please visit the page on Halo Sports site that they link in their document. That you can find a link to in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. Exclamation point! Show notes in chat. Who Collect, I will. I will. A, I will. Right after this, and then playlist offerings. This is fun too. Next Tuesday, as in tomorrow. We'll also bring about the addition of two new playlists, rank Doubles and Team Doubles, in order to help make room for these two new additions. Because the UI can't support additional playlists, Will. The last Spartan standing playlist will be rotating out of the lineup. As with all playlists, we will continue to monitor their individual health in addition to the health of the entire matchmaking experience. If all of these playlists perform well, we will continue experimenting with adding or rotating more playlists in the future. So if you want it to stay, you gotta play! Since that was quite a bit of info all in one place, yeah, three paragraphs is a shit ton, here's a quick summary of the timeline for the matchmaking updates. Friday, August 19th, the ranked experiment begins. It should have a minimal player-facing impact, but from what I've been seeing in our Discord, it's a lot of impact. Monday, August 22nd at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, Fireteam CSR limit apparently applies to open crossplay if it wasn't already there to begin with. Tuesday, August 23rd at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. The CSR rank reset occurs and the ranked maintenance begins, taking ranked arena offline for approximately three hours or so, where everything else should, wink, be available. Tuesday, August 23rd at 10 a.m. Pacific Time as well. Team doubles for social goes live with 11 a.m. Pacific Time. Last Spartan standing, getting the fuck out of there. And at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, Ranked Arena, Ranked Doubles, and Team Doubles, come online. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Now, from what I heard, I forget which community member of 343 or dev of 343 said this, but apparently Last Spartan Standing did have the abysmal population rating. In comparison to all other playlists. Yeah. So... With that in mind, they're, they're being serious. All jokes aside, they're being serious. If you want something to stay or if you want more playlists to be added, rotated, whatever it is, as dire of a straight this game is right now. You need to fucking play it. And We already know how bad the population numbers apparently are, but that's besides the point. Well, that's it for the regular news. whoa what well all right i i okay yep okay condor games watch <laughs> <laughs> collect are you serious okay optic causes chaos i was gonna say mayhem i was really close to saying mayhem and i apologize i didn't say oh, mayhem. It's all, well, it's all good Optic Causes Chaos by Optic Texas. I could not believe what I fucking saw over the weekend, along with thousands of other people. Couldn't believe what the fuck was being seen because apparently Dashy and Illy hit free agency. And the tweets were... For Dashy, always been family since the day you joined Optic. Thank you, Dashy. Wishing you the best in everything. And then Illy, through the highs and lows of this season, always doing, quote, whatever it takes, end quote. Thank you for representing Optic well, Illy. Good luck to what's next. And then shortly thereafter, Optic then re-signed everyone and put on a tweet that said, back for 22, 23, hashtag MW2, Scump, Dashy Shotzi, and Illy. And then I have another clip about Scump explaining the situation. And uh, I think this provides amazing context. Okay. This is great. This is, this is what I wanted to hear. All right. Here is skump explaining the optic situation with the free agencies and then re-signing everyone here. And this should actually obviously be louder because skump is a louder talker.
2: Here we go. Put as I can put it, we were thinking about making changes and then we decided we didn't want to make changes And the reason for that is, is because Ender was hurt all year and a lot of our teams.
0: Ender is Illy, by the way. Illy had a thumb injury that took place and that really fucked up their Vanguard season. That's context.
2: Internal issues and problems came from Ender being hurt. Now, I don't want to really go into it too much because I want Ender to be able to say his piece about his injury. Um but people don't even understand, like, the half of what our team went through this year. I'm not even going to lie. But we're running it back. We we got in a call together uh, after after the first tweets where they said they were restricted free agents or whatever. Um, we all got into a call together. We hashed out a lot of our issues. Um, we had a few calls together. And we made sure, like, everyone was on board to run it back and, and to actually fix our problems next year. Simply
0: so you go all right. It's funny what happens when teammates talk together
1: and work together. They just get your shit out there. Open communication as a fucking team. Ladies and gentlemen, oh, there's more here than I thought. Yeah. The Valorant
0: thing, because that's fucking cool. I just wanted to talk about that because it's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, optic re-signed everybody. Everybody's back. They're running it back. And uh, hopefully Illy's thumb is fucking good because that sucks. Like, I remember when Pistola had an injured finger and he was basically unable to do anything either. It When you play a controller-based game, that hinders how you fucking play. And actually, Illy... Excuse me. Illy actually um, played through a lot of it. Uh, so, good to hear an explanation from Skump. Um, Shotzi also put out a statement that basically said around the same thing. Um, so, yeah. There's that really fucking cool to see and good for them. Um, Our city's actually a free agent. So he put out a tweet that says restrictive free agent. uh, I think so of Atlanta phase for those who don't recall. We'll see what apparently happens there. And then ASIM actually entered free agency, unfortunately. He says, restricted free agent for the 2022 season. And then there was a tweet um, about the supposed LA Gorillas roster where, or was it LAG? Um, where I think arcides was on that roster. So that could be a thing. Who knows? And then this, again, is really cool. I really wanted to talk about this just at the tail end of Cod and Other Games Watch. We have Introducing the Valorant Challengers 2023. This is by Magus um, over on the Valorant website. And uh, they state, As the Valorant Champions Tour enters 2023, we're excited to share how the regional Challengers circuit will grow alongside the expansion of our sport. Challengers will play an important role surfacing up-and-coming talent critical for the long-term success of Valorant, testing teams aspiring to play in the international leagues, and bridging the sport and the game. Next year, we'll be expanding challengers to cover more players in more regions. Additionally, teams that start in challengers will have a pathway into the international leagues and eventually even global events. The system will surface the up-and-coming stars through a fully connected ecosystem with larger events, new tournaments, and high stakes. And that, in and of itself, sounds awesome. But it just gets better. The new and expanded Challenger ecosystem. In 2023, Challengers will encompass more than 20 leagues around the world, ensuring every Valorant player has a path to realize their competitive dreams. These Challenger Leagues will provide highly organized competitions that begin with open qualifiers and ladder the best teams into two splits of multi-week regular season play. Each Challenger split will culminate in a playoff tournament where a single team will be crowned as that league's champion. To ensure that these players and teams receive the attention their skills deserve, the biggest Challenger Leagues will receive dedicated broadcast windows that will be scheduled to avoid conflicts with international league matches. Fucking awesome. Introducing. Challengers Ascension. Providing aspirational goals is imperative to ensuring the most talented teams and pros in esports select Valorant as the game where they dedicate their time and effort. Next year, Challengers Leagues within each of the three territories will culminate in a new event series that will crown the best team in their territory. Teams who secure victory at the three Challengers Ascension tournaments will earn a spot in the following year's International League. So there's your pathway to get into the big leagues. And then promotion into international leagues. Each year, international leagues will expand by one team until hitting a cap of 14 teams in 2027. Great roadmap there. Teams who win Challengers Ascension will earn a two year promotion into their territory's international league. Promoted teams will have the opportunity to prove themselves against the international league teams during the VCT season, receive similar league benefits and an equal chance to qualify in a Masters and Champions. After two years, teams will return to their league um, to the battle their way back through Challengers and Ascension tournaments. And the journey begins. We believe that the path to champion should begin directly within Valorant. Earlier this year, we shared the, de- the initial details for an in-game competitive system for you and your teammates that goes beyond ranked. The Valorant dev team is focused on ensuring the core experience meets the expectations of players at scale. We have huge ambitions for integrating the system directly into the VCT. Looking ahead to 2024, the top teams emerging from this system will get a chance to qualify directly from the game into challengers. We want to create a seamless connection between Valorant and the VCT at a global scale through a bridge of make-or-break moments where the lowest-ranked challenger teams have to defend their place against the newest batch of online superstars. We'll have more to share on the system before the end of the year. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what I, this is where the hopium comes into play, where I really hope Infinite has something or anything like this. I know, I know, it's, I know. But, like, it is Riot Games we're talking about here. Yeah. We're we're small fry. mm -hmm. I just love what they're doing. Love what they're doing. I think it's great. And we can move on. That's it for kind of the game. So time for Will's Adventures with the Failover. So oh, games too.
1: to keep with the spooky thing from earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah,
0: you yeah. got me. Will, what'd you play
1: over uh, the last week? Same shit. Apex Info- <laughs> uh, Infinite. Same shit. Different day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. That's about it. What about you? I played Fortnite. I
0: got second place once. That felt cool. I got Kamehameha for the final death. That sucked, but it was fun. No build mode is awesome in that video game. Uh, I played Apex Legends with you. Yeah. And Joe. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't get a win, but I still had fun because it's fun playing with buds. Yeah. Uh, Halo MCC for the community play date. We played Hill 1. And Halo 3, and uh, honestly, it was a it was a ton of fun. It was an absolute blasty blast. And I actually had more kills than Silos in a Halo 1 game once. But I'm taking it to my grave, baby. And then I played some Horizon Forbidden West because that actually that game came up in the conversation during the play date, and I'm like, I'm gonna fucking play some more of that game. So I did. That's it. Well, let's get into some shoutouts. Shout out to everyone who joined the community play date. Um, like I said, it was a fun time. I think we had a little bit of some pancakes in there. I thought, I think we had some silos in there. I think we had some Josh in there. Um, and yeah, it was a fun time. Shout out to everyone who followed and subbed during the, the live show. We have Kalei, uh, Prof Easy, Prof, Sh- uh, fucking shout out to you, SWAT Nation. You know what it is. Uh, Hemvar, Kitsune. And Cinderesis, I apologize for mispronouncing any of those. Thank you all so very much for the follows. And then Uncle Pumpy and Raider Hater with the three and nine month resubs respectively. Thank you both very much. You guys get woo's. (laughs) Happy belated birthday to Batchford. Happy belated birthday to you. And then uh, happy, happy supposed birthday to Renegade. Uh, I don't know. I don't know either. I think I know. If what I saw is correct, then I'm going to say happy birthday to Renegade. If what I saw is incorrect, then I apologize that it's not your birthday. But either way, you know, shout out Renegade. Community Creations, Halo Memes every day. Red.com forward slash r forward slash Halo Memes. Check them out. They're still going strong. Spotlight, the community spotlight for August 18th, 2022 by Alex Wakeford over on HaloWaypoint.com. It is this me day. Thank you, collect. Happy birthday, renegade. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, and then phase to G1. First grand finals at Halo Infinite. It's a little vloggy type deal by Boo Boo Boo. Back on the content. you love to see it. Go check that video out. Well, that's all I got. And uh, that's all I got for the show and collect. Holy fucking shit. Um, well, without further ado, if you wouldn't mind, plug in the
1: show. Uh, find us on your favorite podcast services, like Josh's.
0: Pocket cast.
1: Uh, join our Discord. Go find us on Twitter. We also have an Instagram and Facebook. Go check us out on YouTube for the VODs. Uh, if you want to watch us live, we're on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Pro Talk. We have a website, hcsprotalk.com, with a link to the merch in the top right corner. Josh's Buy bargain. the new, a new shirt. merch, baby! Don't forget about the fine folks over at Podcast Evolved. Make sure to check out evolvedhalo.com. Your home for Halo with their great shows called Podcast Evolved, Mission Debrief, Halo TV Plus, Books Clubs, Books Book Club, Build with Blocks, and Halo Headlines, Halo Gear Guide. And Halo Gear Guide. Yes. So go check them out. And we have our own little tab over there as well. So appreciate those guys and gals.
0: Yes. Shout out, Chris. Kind of
1: use those guys is a general everybody term. Yeah. got to specify to you. No, you're good. You're good. That's all I got, Josh. Will, thank
0: you so very much. And thank you for dealing with me <laughs> through my entire rant today. I appreciate it as always. Um, You know me. I just an emotional yeah, guy. All good.
1: All good. All good.
0: <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it. And I, I, and I also, before I even get to the outro here, I want to apologize for the technical difficulties that we had for the show as well, especially when we were right in the middle of the conversation. Um, sometimes OBS or Twitch can be fucky, you know, it's the nature of live streaming. It does suck, but Hey, if you're checking out the VOD version of the show, then you probably won't be dealing with any of that because it's all be snipped together, all neat and tidy. Like, um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for hanging out with us for this episode 249, one away from 250. Um, I have some things brewing up not for 250 but just in general and i'm excited to get the ball rolling on those things um and yeah if you're tuning in live thank you so much for hanging out with us adding to the conversation appreciate you guys being here as always it's greatly appreciated thank you all for the follows and the subs and just hanging out having a good time and dealing with me ranting of course um if you're tuning into the vod or the audio version of the show thank you as well taking the time out of your day week, month, whatever it may be, taking the time to listen or watch the show. Again, I'm a broken record at this point, but I really do fucking appreciate it. Thank you so very much for doing so. Guys, we'll be back next week. We'll fucking see what happens. It's, it could be something. Wow. Until next week, have a great night. Talk to you later. But until then, stay tuned. Bye-bye!